Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, Tampa Bay sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Happy Halloween. The phone number here, as always, is 877-448-7901. If you want to check in, the email is sports at power901.com. Lot to talk about. We're going to finish up the race season, talk about the successes that the Bucks have had so far, what's to come down the pike with them with Antonio Brown, talk a little college football. Excited to get the show going. We'll be right back. You're listening here on Power 90.1. You are in the gymnasium. If you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 877-247-1585-877-247-1585-877-247-1585. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. So after having several days to digest Game 6 of the World Series, We'd love to hear your thoughts on, of course, the big question is, should Kevin Cash have pulled Blake Snell in the game after five and a third innings when he was pitching almost flawless baseball? Um, That's the question that everyone has been asking and talking about all week long. Of course, Everyone knows the result of how it ended up by this point. Uh, Whether or not he should have, I'm going to give you my thoughts on it, both pros and cons. I think that if you look at it from Kevin Cash's standpoint, he was going by the analytics of the game. He has done that all year long. He was staying consistent, and he was going to make that decision, whether it was Blake Snell on the mound or, you know, whoever else may have been pitching that night, whenever it may have been. So looking at the outcome, it's easy to look back and say it was a bad move to make. Uh, If you want to say he was consistent in what he was doing, I I think you're correct. I think that he was going to rely on his bullpen to be able to get out of that inning and to go forward and to hopefully shut down the Dodgers the rest of the way through. So, if you want to look at it from the other side of the coin, you had a pitcher out there who was really pitching one heck of a game. Um, He went through the lineup two times, struck out nine players, and only had given, given up two hits in that time frame. So, they were going to be facing the top of the order again. Do you think that he should have been pulled? My answer to that is, is this. Although I understand what Cash was thinking, And you have the two best teams in baseball consistent throughout the whole year. You're in game six of the World Series. 
The last time the Rays got into the World Series, they managed to get through five games playing the Phillies in 2008, of which we all know they ended up losing that series. So getting to Game 6 was by far the you know, the biggest game of this franchise's um, history. And if you look, we won the American League East for the first time since 2010, I believe. Uh, great year, went through the playoffs, um, knocked off the Yankees, the Astros, get to the final. Like I said, the two best teams in baseball were squaring off in the fall classic, if you will. And we have a situation where analytics came into play and Cash decided to go ahead and make the pitching change after um, one out in the sixth inning. So I will say this. In order to do something that you have never achieved before, you need to do something that you haven't done before. I believe that Cash should have kept Snell in the game. At that point, you throw the analytics out the window. They only give you a certain percentage um, advantage in situations. It's not the end all. It's not guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination. You're watching the game just like everyone else is. You're seeing what your pitcher is doing. More importantly, you're seeing how your team is responding to what your pitcher is doing. All right. So it's not just about one player at that point. It's about everything else around that pitcher at that point. The team was up. They were, you know, obviously playing hard like they do all year round. And I think that they were very surprised. Just as Snell was, I'll, I'll give him credit. I mean, obviously, no one wants to be taken out of a game in any situation. I thought Snell, you know, he may have said, uh, you know, one or two things, but he was, he was for the most part, very professional uh, about the, the circumstances. If you look at what happened, once they pulled him out of the game, obviously the Dodgers scored, but the whole team momentum got deflated. It's like just sticking a pin in a balloon. You can see the air go out of the whole uh, dugout, the whole team, in my opinion, the game that I was watching. Um, so, again, it's not just a decision about pulling a pitcher in that situation to put in someone else who may have with the statistics show a better opportunity of getting that next batter out versus what's going on, seeing the whole picture, and again, keeping in mind that you need to do something sometimes a little bit differently to get the result that you're really looking for. So in that situation, although I understand what Cash was doing, uh, following his script, he was... Um, you know, he followed it all year long. You can't argue that it didn't work because it did. But I really feel that in that situation, he needed to throw any uh, pages of analytics he had out the window, go with his gut, let Snow go out there and, and pitch and see what happens and take it from there. Now, saying all that, everyone's talking about that was the, the play of the game and that was the reason to turn the momentum. And for all those reasons that I just talked about, it definitely was a momentum changer. You could see the momentum shift at that point. However, I will say this. How many games are you going to win scoring one run? How many games, sixes in the World Series against a team that everyone in their lineup, like the Dodgers, can hit, are you going to beat in game six in the World Series scoring one run? 
Um, probably not too many, if any at all. So I don't put the blame on that game on and the pitching. The pitching was strong throughout the whole series. I put the onus on the bats that did not show up for the Rays more often than not during the series. The pitching staff from, from top to bottom, I thought, performed very admirably. And, um, you know, I, I don't take anything away from the pitching staff. I think that they um, obviously all got work. They all came in and next man up and th- th- they showed great tenacity when they had to. Uh, they came back after a bad game sometimes. But when it came right down to it, the scoreboard is a scoreboard and you need to get hits on the board and then score runs to be able to win any game, especially a game in the World Series, especially against a team that can score a lot of runs. Our defense and our pitching did an outstanding job all year long. It carried us, no doubt. And we did make it to the, uh, the, the, the almost to the top of the hill. We were two games away. Uh, my hat goes off to the team. They did a great job this year. And uh, again, I'm hoping in the offseason we can acquire a, a, a huge DH um, and a couple other hitters to help us get over the hump here. With that said, we'd love to hear your comments. 877-448-7901. Um, and again, if you disagree with uh, the, the pulling of Snell, that's fine. I mean, I understand it. Would love to hear what you have to say about it. Let me know. And we'll be right back to talk some more Rays and some more Tampa Bay sports on Power 90.1. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-943-2195. 800-943-2195. That's 800-943-2195. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. 877-448-7901. want to hear you weigh in on Justin Turner third baseman for the Dodgers as we wrap up the baseball segment here. I think that it, by now everyone knows that during the game um, he was tested uh, before the game like everyone else. Eighth inning, they said he tested positive. He was removed from the game. Major League Baseball told the Dodgers to get him out of the game. He sat in the dugout, put a mask on. After the game, of course, the Dodgers won. Everyone was on the field celebrating. Uh, including him. He was on the field. He was he actually took his mask off um, it, it, for the picture and for all the congratulatory hugs and whatnot. And um, I'd like to know your thoughts on that. I'm going to tell you what I, I feel here. I can see how it's very, very hard to not go on that field 
after the game. You're with these guys all year long. You just won the world championship. You want to go out there and celebrate with your buddies, with your teammates. Um, no, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears out there all season long. And it would be very, very hard to uh, keep most people off the field in that situation. I get it. What I don't get is from a uh, personal responsibility situation. If they told you you had uh, you tested positive for, for COVID, whatever it is, you know, you you take yourself away from the situation. Um, they should have gotten a car for him, got him out of the stadium, had him meet up with everyone later on in the evening and um, under a situation where he was able to, you know, have some protection from um, spreading that to anyone else. I thought it was very uh, selfish. I thought it was, um, you know, I, I, I don't have the exact words as to how it looked from a bystander knowing that after the whole season, you're in a bubble, they have the playoffs in a bubble so that there are no issues with anything. And then you go out there at the end and, um, you know, put everyone in a situation that may allow them to, you know, get infected with with this with this virus. Um, hopefully, no one does. I just think that on his part, it was something that was uh, could have been done in a lot better manner. Um, I'm also going to say about the uh, Rays talking about the um, free agency here. The Rays have not. Uh, decided to go ahead and sign and, and get the option for um, Mike Zanino or Charlie Morton, which is a little bit surprising. Yes, Morton had a $15 million option for 2021. The Bucks decided to not pick that up at this point. I mean, the Rays decided not to pick that up at this point. It's not to say they can't negotiate and, you know, get him back on the team for the start of next year. It's just that as of right now, it, it's it's not going to play out that way. And, you know, it, it, it's okay because I really think that Morton needs a little bit of time. He hasn't really said he wants to come back. Uh, he may need a couple weeks or a month to decide where he wants to go here with his future. He's definitely a money pitcher. And, you know, he was uh, 0.5 ERA throughout the season here, 5-0 and all in the playoffs for us. So he, he was worth the uh, $30 million they gave him over the last two years. And I really hope that they can come to terms with him if he wants to come back and, and play at all. Zanino, on the other hand, was a $4.5 million um, buyout for the uh, 2021 season. Uh, he does bring a lot of tangibles behind the plate. I think that, um, you know, he did start the last 10 games for us and he was in the playoffs, played played well. Uh, his bat could have helped us a little bit more, I think. But with all that said, I, I'm hoping that both of those guys can uh, come back and, and put the Rays jersey on next year. Uh, that's going to be all for baseball. We're going to come back and we're going to talk some Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what they've done so far and what they're going to be doing this weekend. We'll be right back on the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. 
The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at thepropertyshopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking a little bit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. Coming off a 45-20 win against the Las Vegas Raiders last week. Brings our record to 5-2, first place in the NFC South. Brady had a great game. He was 33 for 45, 369 yards with four touchdowns to go along with that. Uh, Leonard Fournette, first game back in a while, had 50 yards. Scotty Miller, six receptions, 109 yards with a touchdown. Um, you know, what Brady was getting the ball spread around, to everyone and, you know, scoring 21 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, we really looked like a team that's gelling right now. We talked about it last week. Um, one of the things that we touched on at the end of the show last week was the signing of Antonio Brown, who's going to be eligible uh, next week. Not this week against the uh, Giants, but um, next week's game. So I want to... I want to ask you, do you think that Antonio Brown right now is going to help more or hurt more this team? At the end of last week's show, I had mentioned that I was against the signing. I hope that it didn't uh, transpire. It did. Uh, for some reason, Brady was able to convince Bruce Arians that uh, it would be a good idea to sign uh, Antonio Brown. Don't know how he did that. I know that Arians earlier had stated in the year that it wasn't an option. It wasn't going to happen. And, and my reasoning why I didn't want them to sign him is because they don't need to. They don't need to. So much, so many championship teams are won or lost based on chemistry. You have to score points. You have to win games. But you also, to, to, to be able to get the chip, you have to be able to have the right chemistry to do so. And Antonio Brown has been a chemistry destroyer for any team that he's been associated with in the last several years. So I don't, I think that the Bucks went out and they got him because they didn't want Seattle to sign him more so than they needed him. You know, I will say, you know, Godwin being out with a broken thumb, um, you know, perhaps Evans, his hamstring maybe still lingering a little bit. But if you look, if you look at our production the last several weeks, we, we really, uh, we, we don't need another receiver at this point to come into the game. Uh, we have the weapons right now. We're, uh, we're, we're getting the ball to the different people. We're spreading it out. We're getting Fournette out of the backfield, Ronald Jones out of the backfield. You know, we have Gronkowski uh, starting to get into back into some football shape. You know, you have him out there uh, on some crossing patterns. Brady's finding him in the end zone when he has to. Scotty Miller has really had some big games. 
Uh, so I, I again, I, I don't see how the signing of of any other receiver is going to really help us right now, and especially one that has done nothing to demonstrate um, any type of unity sharing with his teammates over the you know the, the past couple you know year if you want a year and a half actually so we'll see what happens I, I'm hoping I'm wrong I'm hoping that he realizes that it's probably his last chance to play for any team the Bucks are putting all their chips on the table um, they really want to be able to go out there and, um, and and get that Super Bowl trophy I give him credit for that obviously I guess time will tell with what is going to transpire in, in that situation so uh, if you look, and, and again this week, um, there was talk that some of the Giants players had tested you know, positive. So there was talk about uh, what was going to happen with that game. But obviously, it looks as though it's going to transpire. And um, I'm hoping that um, when everything is done by the end of the weekend, we should be at 6-2 and two and um, still sitting at first place on top of the uh, NFC South. They would love to hear your thoughts. Like I said, uh, sportswithpower901.com. Should Antonio Brown, should his signing be able to help us more? Or do you think it's going to actually hurt us in the overall scheme of things? Uh, Let me know. We'll be right back. Just keep the show going. Talk about more of the NFL games that are going to be played this weekend. And love to hear your comments. Be right back on Power 90.1. There's a lot going on at the Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at the Landing featuring several signature Landing-only specialties like shareable appetizers, seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly, dog-friendly, desserts, craft beer and cocktails, and a lot more. And if you're looking for entertainment, we've got it. National holidays, food events, live music, karaoke, cornhole, and live team trivia. Check out our full menu on Facebook. Or online at thelandingvalrico.com. Sports is back. And we've got that too. The Landing Bar and Grill off Lithia Pine Crest in Valrico. The Landing Bar and Grill. Land as strangers depart as friends. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. As we continue our football coverage, sports fans, we want to talk a little bit about the games on the docket this weekend. You have the Patriots who are two and five, two and four right now. They're playing at Buffalo, who are five and two. When was the last time you saw the Patriots at uh, two and four? Um, I, I think that you know Cam Newton really hasn't been himself uh, the last several games with the Patriots. I think that Belichick is uh, going to pull some rabbits out of the hat and uh, probably run Newton a whole lot this week uh, before he benches him if things don't change. Um, so I think that you know I don't even doubt that last week. New England may have just, uh, you know, saved some of the players for this week's game against against the uh, Bills because these divisional games mean more to get into the playoffs than some of these non-divisional games. So I, I do look for the uh, Patriots to rebound this week and win. Let's see what um, uh, Gilmore can do on the defense there and, and see if they... Uh, can pull out a win because Buffalo's defense isn't that good. Uh, the Rams are at Miami. 
the Rams are playing well. They're five and two. Miami now we have uh, Tua as a quarterback. They're three and three. I, I think that uh, you're gonna have uh, the West Coast team playing off of an early Monday night game. So uh, we'll we'll see what's gonna happen. I, I think that the Rams are the better team. I think Tua is gonna learn pretty fast that the speed. Uh, and, and and overall quickness and strength of these linebackers in the NFL is not like playing in college at that level. And unfortunately, there's going to be a, um, a growing pain process for him and see if he can stay healthy. That's obviously been the knock on him throughout the years is his inability to get through a whole season. So we'll see. I'm looking for the Rams to win that one by about 14 points, actually. Uh, you have the Colts are playing at Detroit. Detroit's three and three. Indianapolis is four and two. I believe the uh, Colts are going to go ahead and and win this game. Um, you know, I, I haven't seen a big game from Matthew Stafford yet. He's always there. He's always uh, he always shows up. He just you know you just don't see that come out of him right now. So. I'm not dismissing Detroit at all, but I do think that the uh, Colts are the better team. I expect them to win. Tennessee is at Cincinnati. Tennessee is five and one at this point. The Bengals are one five and one. Of uh, you know, Tennessee is obviously, I th- believe, the better of, of these two teams. I, I don't know if uh, Burrow. Uh, he's he's going to be a good quarterback. He really is going to be a great quarterback, but. Um, you know, the way that they're passing the ball and the, the number of times that they're dropping back and throwing, it's going to be tough that he doesn't get um, sacked or more knockdowns than usual with what's going on with that team right now. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to take the uh, Titans in this game. Uh, the other one I want to talk about is the Pittsburgh Steelers, the only undefeated team in the NFL right now, is playing at the Baltimore Ravens which I think is the game of the week. That's a one o'clock game tomorrow. Um, You know, the Ravens are not getting any respect. They're saying, people are saying that they're not that good because they really haven't played anywhere. People played anyone. People are thinking that uh, I'm hearing Lamar Jackson isn't really that good. Um, You know, that that he's regressed. And I really, I'm not buying that either. Um, you know, I know the Steelers have done a, a heck of a job in the in the first six games of the season here. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, I think the Ravens are going to win this game. Um, I, Pittsburgh is, is due for a loss. I'll, I'll put it to you that way. And I think Baltimore uh, has a chip on their shoulder right now for not getting any respect that uh, they, they do truly deserve it. So we'll see what happens. My pick there is Baltimore. I think they win by um, 10 points, actually. Uh, Vegas, you have the Raiders 3-3 three and three at Cleveland 5-2. and two. Um, the, the Browns are not a bad team. Baker Mayfield really looked good last week against the Bengals. May not be saying much against the Bengals. But, and then, of course, you know that the Raiders got pummeled by our Bucks. So... Uh, I don't really have a very good reason, but I do like the Raiders in this one. I think both defenses are pretty bad, but I think the Raiders can run the football a little bit better here and find a way to steal that win. Uh, you know, otherwise, I think that both teams are pretty even, and 
uh, we'll see what happens. But um, I think the Raiders in that one. Minnesota, 1-5 and five at Green Bay, 5-1. and one. Obviously, Green Bay's only loss this year was to us. Aaron Rodgers usually rips apart Minnesota. I don't see why that's going to change this week. Um, you know, even though Dalvin Cook is going to play, there's a lot of pride there. I, I do think that um, they don't have what it takes to be able to beat Green Bay at this point. So I do look for the Packers to win that one. You have the 0-7 Jets um, going against the Kansas City Chiefs at 6-1. and I don't know if you can make that line high enough. I think the Chiefs will um, you know, pretty much just blow them out. I think that you're going to run, run, run Levy and Bell in, in the second half here. And um, now he may score a couple touchdowns, the new acquisition there, get him acclimated to some of the offense. And I look for the Chiefs to just um, actually, you know, not even make that much of a game. You have the Chargers are playing Denver at four o'clock. Both of those teams are two and four. Um, It's it's pretty much a toss-up, I think. Although, I'm going to go with the Chargers in this game. I I just don't trust Drew Locke against the the Bolts defense there. Um, They had the same record, like I said, but I think that the Chargers are a a better team and a healthier team at this point. So, I'm going to go with the... uh, the Chargers in that one. Then you have the Saints at four and two going against Chicago at five and two. This should be a good game. Both both of these two teams have uh, good defenses, and I think though that uh, I think for some reason the Bears seem to they don't get any respect. But I don't know. I I, I don't see them being as good as the record that they have for whatever reason that may be. Uh, I hope Foles has a good uh, has, has a good day, has a good um, season there. I just think that the Saints, they're starting to find their groove a little bit. They always start off slow historically. And I think um, no, Alvin Kamara there is really just a, a monster and it's really tough to be able to um, contain him. You're never going to be able to stop him, but even containing him is pretty hard. Uh, you have San Francisco at 43 at four and three, excuse me, against Seattle. Seattle's five and one. I think you have to go uh, in this game. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the 49ers in this game in, in a little bit of a shocker. I just have a feeling. I, I think that the um, you know, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, they're, they're really tough on offense, but I'm thinking that the defense of San Francisco is going to really step up. Um, I don't think it, it lines up well for Russell Wilson's offense against this team. And, uh, you know, I, I just I don't know if Seattle is really as good as their record may indicate. So I'm thinking that the 49ers are going to uh, you know, come out and win this game for some reason. We go to Dallas at 2-5, and five, is playing at Philadelphia at 2-4-1. That's a night game tomorrow. Uh, you know, I don't see any point spread that would allow me to take Dallas in this game. I think that um, Philly's going to run away with the game. Uh, they have to. There's no reason why, even with a, a banged up offense and and short on receivers, if you will, with the 
Eagles that the Dallas team with Danucci behind center there is going to give them any type of, of run for their money. Uh, of course, it's an NFC East matchup, so stranger things have happened. But I do look for Philly to uh, pretty much blow out the Cowboys in this game. And, of course, that leaves us with the Monday night game uh, with our Bucks going against the Giants. Uh, you know, at this point, the Giants, they're, uh, they're not looking that good as, as usual, if you want to say it the last several years. Daniel Jones, I mean, he may be a good quarterback down the road, but right now he's just a turnover machine. They have no protection for him, um, and it's, things aren't looking in their favor against uh, – a team with the Bucks again. We never want to overlook anyone that we play, but I do think that the Bucks should win this game by at least ten points. I think that Brady will continue to get everyone involved in the offense, and I think that um, we will see a good game from Fournette as, as, as well as uh, Jones out of the backfield. So, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Again, eight seven seven four four eight seven nine zero one. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. Call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Some good college football games today, sports fans. I want to talk about a couple of them quickly. You have number five, Georgia, playing at Kentucky. Um, I look for Georgia to win this game by about uh, two scores. It should be a uh, decent game for a little while, but Georgia is definitely uh, too strong for this one. And, of course, they have Florida next week. Uh, Number 13, Michigan at Michigan State. Of course, Michigan is the stronger team this year. Uh, they're a heavy favorite this week. However, I think it may be a little bit closer than people are thinking, but Michigan State's going to definitely um, uh, cover the spread of 25 points in that one. You have Texas at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, uh, that's a 4 o'clock game. I think that, um, you know, if, if you look at Sam Ellinger there, with the Texas quarterback, he's they're never out of the game. I do think that Oklahoma State is a stronger team this year, and I think their defense is going to be key. So I'm looking for them to uh, win this one in a close game, actually. Mississippi State at number two, Alabama. I think, um, you know, picking a spread with this game, Alabama is probably a, a 30-point favorite. I don't think that Mississippi State has any chance of, of winning this game. Um, so, no, we're going to go with Bama in a big win there. And then the one at uh, 7.30 tonight, Ohio State, number three in the country, at um, number 18, Penn State. Uh, Penn State lost a game last week to Indiana on a questionable call at the end of the game, although it should never have gotten that close anyway. So, 
Penn State has a talented roster. It, it's it's short at the running back spot right now. A couple people sitting out, and um, I, I think that the difference between these two teams at the quarterback position is more than evident. Sean Clifford is a uh, he's definitely a good player, but he's not Justin Fields, who's definitely just in a different uh, different league of his own. When we talked about quarterbacks this year, and I think over a sixty minute game. It's going to come up big. I look for Ohio State to win this game between 10 and 13 points. Uh, that's the, all the time we have, fans. Uh, there's always more to talk about. Look forward to our time next week. You've been listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I've been your host, Jim Barron. Again, I want to thank the Rays for all the entertainment this year. Uh, they had a great season. And I also um, hope that everyone this week... Don't forget, um, be safe out there, be vigilant, and above all, be positive. We'll see you next week on the GB Sports Show. You're listening on Power at 90.1.